Hello, lovely podcast people. Welcome to the final episode, probably the last time I will ever talk about creatine ever again. No, that's not true, but uh, I hope you've enjoyed the ride. I've got creatine fatigue now. But so hopefully this will be a short episode for you. I don't 100% know what episode I'm going to do next. The 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 next series you're going to get is going to be about metabolic rate. I think I mentioned this before. Meta- I, I think I've said metabolism, but it's really we're looking at metabolic rate. Metabolism covers a, a, a wide spectrum of things, but so many questions have come in regarding metabolic rate, things that affect metabolic rate, how you can change it, how does it slow down, is it different between different people, etc. So I'm going to record a little series around metabolic rate. And I think there'll be some stuff in there that'll be really helpful. Empowering, I think is the word. So this episode is listener questions. And please forgive me, I'm not being facetious with some of these. And they are quick fire questions. And I'm just going to go through and answer them and uh, not overdo the detail. And I just want to show you guys that if you send these questions in, they'll be answered. So some of them are quite specific, but I won't labor them as I said. The first one, um, I wasn't going to include. And I spoke to Lucy and Toby. And they were like, well, Toby particularly was like, I don't think it's a question that needs answering but actually I just wanted to start with it just to say the question is why does creatine have such a bad reputation and my initial thing was does it because realistically creatine has an amazing reputation it's the most well-researched supplement it's one of the most spoken about supplements it's one one of the most efficacious supplements but then I thought of this analogy this is a little bit like saying, why does Bill Gates have such a bad reputation? Now, actually, I've just, as I've said that out loud, I've thought, oh, crap, I'm going to lose a load of followers. Because I know that people who listen to this, you're not perfect. And some of you will be kind of conspiracy theorists out there. And you like nutrition and you like me and the way I talk about nutrition or whatever. But you're not going to get on board with the Bill Gates thing. And you're going to be like, no, Bill Gates is. Now, just try and put that aside, right? What I'm saying is Bill Gates has clearly, he's very clearly very successful and he's clearly created a phenomenal product and on top of that has created the Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation or the Gates Foundation or whatever where they obviously do so much for charity, like loads, like they, they are very evidence-based in their, the way the money is spent and they're quite transparent in the way it's spent and lots of people trust them. Other people give them the money to then do good stuff with it. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. If you are interested in charitable stuff, there's a website called givewell.org, um, which is super cool. I, uh, I've been challenged by that in, past, in the past. I really like it and it has formed some of the way we look to move forward in our business. Uh, so anyway, Why has he got bad reputation? Because he's famous. He's super famous. He's super spoken about. And people are going to gossip. And that's just the way of the world. People who are sad with their lives, they gossip. People who have got too much time on their hands make up crazy myths. People see him doing good stuff and like, no, he he can't be that perfect. And no one's perfect. But they'd like to just chat, you know, S-H-I-T. 
because they are not doing great things like he is. Now, the thing with creatine is it's so well spoken about. People who don't understand stuff, who don't have all the information. Like, I, I often find myself talking about Jeff Bezos and hearing things I've heard about him. I've heard he's not part of the Billionaires Philanthropy Club. And my initial thing was like, well, that's a bit off. He's the one of the only people who isn't in terms of his giving. But I don't know him. I don't know what he's doing outside. I just don't hear much about him doing charitable things. But I... I've said this many times before, I'm, I do my best in, in many, many different realms to not be a judgmental person and always to call myself out. But anyway, you know, Bill Gates, loads of stuff spoken about him. People are go with who haven't got all the facts, and this is the thing with creatine. The lay person has heard of creatine, and so the lay person is going to talk rubbish and go, oh, it's bad for your kidneys, oh, I heard this, I heard that, and whatever, without actually ever going to someone qualified or getting all the facts. Anyway, so why has it got a bad reputation? It hasn't. It's got a fantastic reputation, but there will obviously be lots of myths because lots of people have heard of it. It's the way of the world. And the, as humans, we're imperfect. So people are like, oh, I took creatine and on that day my cat got run over. So, you know, I just think the two are probably linked because it's not that I'm a bad cat owner and let a kitten out before it was ready to be an outdoor cat. I'm not bad. It was the creatine I was taking. Like there's there's Callums and Karens in this world who will, who, you know, say stuff like that because they can't take any ownership themselves. Anyway, so... You'll hear these things, you know, I got X, Y, Z. And, and people not taking it properly. So I'm going to talk about this at some point during these questions about, oh, you know, I don't feel like I get the benefits. Well, are you taking it properly? You know, oh, it's, it's upsetting my stomach. Well, are you taking, I had someone DMing me. I always measure how much I have, but it's really upsetting my stomach. I said, well, how much are you having? Eight grams. How much do you weigh? 60 kilograms. Well, you're taking about four times too much per dose, you muppet. So... You know, oh, it's not working for me. What are you taking? I'm taking on an empty stomach in the morning because my mate told me that's how you do it. And do, well, don't do that. Listen to how Martin McDonald tells you to take it, you gimp. And then when you've done that and it doesn't work, then we can have a conversation. Right, I'm, I'm ranting now. Where's this come from? So, first question. Anything to take creatine with to increase absorption? Look at that. What a segue. Yes, carbohydrate. I put this as one of the first questions because I just want to highlight it. I just want people to remember if you're taking creatine as a pre-workout, so um, in a pre-workout or before your training, the reason I advise against that quite often is simply because you won't get as good absorption taking it then if you haven't eaten anything around that time point. Insulin, uh, creatine is stored by an insulin-mediated process. So, you need something that's going to release insulin, i.e. carbohydrates or protein, with the creatine to for optimal uptake, which is why I just think taking it post-training where op often people have a source of carbohydrate and protein is a great time. Otherwise, take it with big meals. On non-training days, take it with your biggest carbohydrate or protein meal. But yes, do that carbohydrate. <coughs> now, following on from this, um, someone said, any truth behind the supplement store telling me not to take creatine and glutamine? Answer, no. Weirdos, do not take advice from people who work in supplement stores. Next question, glucose and sodium for better intracellular uptake of creatine. Now, I've covered the glucose, that's carbohydrate. And I just wanted to touch on this sodium. So you have these sodium-potassium pump in your muscles. And that's led to this idea that taking it with salt might be better for some reason. And there's even 
a study, you know, I've said this before, people try to improve on what's already amazing, creating monohydrate. They want to jump on the bandwagon. They want some of the pie, a piece of the pie, a cut of the cake, some moolah. They want money, right? They want in on the action. I'm trying to think of some other phrases for that. Maybe you can tell me on social media. They want to cash in. They want... <laughs> anyway, why do I do this? So they try and improve on it. So that there's a study that looked at like a creatine electrolyte supplement. And then it's like, oh, look, people got stronger and more jacked when they took this supplement. This suggests that you should probably take electrolytes or sodium with your creatine. No, it doesn't. That's not what that study did because there was no control group and there was no comparison. Um, you know, a comparison group that only took creatine monohydrate, for instance. That it was basically take nothing. Uh, they actually did use a placebo, I believe, in that study. So at least they're minimizing the placebo effect. We know creatine is better than the placebo. But you need the fact that they're going, yeah, you need to take creatine electrolyte supplement, absolute rubbish. There's nothing to suggest there that for some reason, you know, if they had measured levels of creatine saturation in the muscle and it had gone up more than it is normally seen in creatine studies, which is actually leading me on to my next question. My goodness, this is good. Um, then we would have an answer. So the next question is, I'm interested to hear your opinion about a product called Creatin. Essentially, steer clear of it. Load of rubbish. I think I may have mentioned this elsewhere now that I've said it out loud. But 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 this is just some, I don't know where he's from, Russia or... Can't remember. Something like that. Some guy, he's pushing this hard, I don't know, some sort of researcher or scientist or something or other. The point being is I clicked on the link that you provided me this question. I looked at the first study reference and it was this product, creatine versus creatine monohydrate. And it was like, creatine's amazing. It's significantly better, blah, blah, blah. The creatine group failed to increase their creatine store levels. Yet every other study in the world has shown, you know, 10, 15, 20 plus percent increase in muscle creatine saturation, and this study only found 2%. Why? I don't know, but I'm going to wager that you're a liar, the person who did this study, or a muppet, or unlikely you happen to put all of the non-responders into the creatine group. Anyway, and then the creatine group increase their stores by about 16 or 18 or something percent, which is just bog standard normal. It's nothing extra special. And this is why you do need to have some specialist knowledge about the research in the area and understand some of the figures that you see to be able to call out this BS. So anyway, my opinion is don't bother. Massive waste of money. Can creatine affect libido? It's unlikely. Uh, if you feel more jacked and then you're happier and then you think you're more sexy because of that and your libido goes up, because lots of libido is in the mind, then maybe. But directly increased, you know, feelings of virility, etc. Well, I don't know if that's the right word, actually. Alexa, what's the definition of virility? Virility is usually defined as the state or quality of being virile, manly character, vigor, or spirit, masculinity. Manly. So a woman... To give you more Interesting. No, shush. Uh, yes, be quiet. Um, so, uh, shh. Where was I? 
The point being is that there are multiple studies, there are several studies that have looked at things like, for instance, testosterone levels, and they've been unchanged by creatine. It, in the early research, looking for mechanisms by which it was working, that was one of them. Time and time again, it doesn't change. Obviously, I've mentioned this one tiny small study that seems to show it increased DHT. That could suggest it, but in general, no. I've tried creatine in the past, but found it affected my moods. I mean, these studies to suggest it can affect mood. Now, you've not said how, but there is obviously quite a lot of research, speculation, opinion pieces discussing uh, creatine's role in the brain, uh, you know, as a, a potential adjunct treatment within depression and these sorts of things. Now, it's, in my opinion, the weakest link in in any sort of depression research you know some people get upset when you talk about exercise being something really good in the in the realm of depression because they're like no you don't just don't tell me that exercise can cure it like i'm not uh it's obviously a, a, a very complex situation but exercise we do know can benefit have benefits in that realm creatine for me is the lowest uh the last thing you should even be thinking about with this it, it but in terms of affecting mood, we do know that it can impact some of these um, neurological pathways and therefore in a very, very, very small way. But I just don't think there's any chance that you could take it. And I, I think it's probably a placebo effect. You're probably imagining it. Uh, that sounds horrible. I'm not saying that to insult you. Uh, but these things happen in humans all the time. <clears throat> right. Is water retention different for women and men? Uh, not enough research in this area. Uh, and again, you would have to equate body composition because we're storing creatine in the muscle. And if uh, a woman is of the same weight but a high percentage body fat as they are, as women are on average, <clears throat> water retention will be slightly different. Men will store more water um, on average, but then obviously, in on on an individual level, it. A man might be a non-responder, the woman might be a responder, the man might have more fat than average, the woman might have less fat, etc. But um, based on averages, or based on relative amounts, we don't really know, based on averages, probably men store a bit more because they have more muscle mass. Does water retention last the entire course of supplementation? I think I mentioned this before. Yes, like that's kind of how creatine's working. How much weight water does weight does water retention add? Does it vary for different people? One, yes, it does vary, and I just can't, simply cannot tell you how much. Um, you, we're not talking loads and loads and loads and loads. You, you know, people are talking about like gaining ten pounds, uh, you know, four to five kilos, just. No, that, that's not happening from taking creatine. That would be fairly unheard of. But a few pounds, I don't know why I jump into pounds instead of kilos. I'm supposed to be a metric user, but it's just, I don't know, the internet. So, difficult to say. Recently, a couple of my newer clients have complained of headaches. Would that be a potential side effect? Now, I put this one here just with regards to water retention. As I've said in my recent Instagram post, in the loading phase, whether that's five days up to 30 days, the, your water requirements will be slightly increased. Water will be, be drawn intra, intracellularly, therefore increasing water intake. So headaches could well be uh, reported if someone is already, you know, like me, on the fine line of being 
dehydrated all the time and then it just pushes them over that edge into a headache um so just getting hydration right is the best option there i have type 2 diabetes can i take creatine i believe i linked to this study in the previous in one of the previous episodes about kidney function type 2 diabetics not getting any ill effects through taking creatine it can obviously be beneficial if it helps other things like muscle mass and a storage um, area for blood glucose which is good for some of the type 2 diabetes or blood glucose regulation issues but you just need to be sh you know in type 2 diabetes uh, when it's quite far along sometimes we see kidney issues so make sure that uh, you don't have any pre-existing kidney issues the one time that not taking that taking creatine could be an issue should I have creatine during Ramadan um, again tricky one if you're in a maintenance phase, you've already been taking creatine for a long time, it, you get into Ramadan, yeah, fine. Take it when you're allowed to drink water and eat food. There is no reason that I can see that I would should warn you against it. Do not start taking it during Ramadan for the reasons I've already mentioned in terms of needing increased amounts of water and... Um, the, the obvious lack of water during periods of Ramadan and needing to eat carbohydrate when you take it. Can it help you with chronic fatigue? <sighs> Just, the, the, this has happened with some of my creatine posts. People posting every ailment and going, could it help with this? Could it help with that? Like there, uh, there's another question here about long COVID. Oh yeah, it's the next one. I currently have long COVID, so I'm pretty limited on exercise and activity people asking you know could it help with some of the brain fog from long covid and i was like do you know what if it was me i'd take it why not for all the other reasons if not i just can't tell you it's going to benefit those things this person has said should but with my reduced activity should people who aren't active take creatine there's no issue it's not like you can only take it when active so uh, yeah creatine three grams in ocetol three grams a started a week ago and i've been super bloated and gassy ever since is that side effect of one of those just being a gimp Higher doses of inositol have been known to do this. Usually it's more towards like six grams uh, or more, but maybe you are struggling. Uh, you are more sensitive. Creatine, likewise, does seem in some people to give them some sort of stomach issues. Um, so I would recommend splitting. Again, I don't know if you're taking 1.5 grams of creatine and you know 1.5 grams of inositol twice a day, but I've been saying this over and over again let take less more often to get around some of these effects does creatine affect pcos i feel like as a woman i do take it but i feel like it bulks me for sure i think i've mentioned all this other stuff um no there's no reason to suggest that it would make your pcos worse but the question being is why are you taking creatine in the first place what do you think it's going to do for you? If you are someone who doesn't want to be bigger, as in doesn't necessarily want more muscle mass, then we know that like this whole thing, it bulks me for sure. Like bulk is such a emotive word. Like it's making your muscles more hydrated. It might add some water to your muscles. Therefore, you're getting your body mass is increasing. But in lean ways in non-fat mass ways so i'm trying to be really careful with my words to so that i'm t speaking accurately because your clothes can become tighter when you're not getting fatter but this is the problem with a 
a word like bulk what does bulk mean so i hope i've kind of answered that i hope you get what i'm getting at here you know I've, there's two sides of it does it affect pcos unlikely as i've said you know people saying you know if it increases testosterone levels well it doesn't seem to so it's not going to impact that domain of pcos for instance okay creatine and menopause any benefits so in my most recent post i spoke about benefiting uh, sort of perimenopausal women but it's just important to understand someone said you know is will it help with the increased fat gain around my midsection that i'm get, that i'm getting through menopause no like creatine has no impact in that area directly that's due to hormones that change during menopause the only things that are going to really impact that are hormones so hrt type situations okay i'm going to leave it there i'm going to be brief can it make your skin tingle no that would be betaralanine. Again, this is why I talk about looking at ingredients list. Just take creatine. Um, betaalanine does cause what's called paresthesia, skin tingling. Is it an anabolic steroid? No. Same effect for vegans as vegetarians. Um, yes. In the studies where I have mentioned vegetarians, often they will call them vegetarians, but they might say, you know, of these 18 subjects, 18 vegetarian subjects, four were vegan, 10 were, you know, lacto-vegetarian, ovo-vegetarian, etc. Like, it's just this overarching thing of they do not eat meat. So maybe they, you know, in studies it would be better if they're like non-meat eaters. It might lead us to a better conclusion. But anyway, yes, those cognitive benefits were seen in vegans and vegetarians. Should you take creatine on an aggressive cut? Last question. Yes, like why wouldn't you? Uh, you just need to understand all the things I've taught you in these last series. What, uh, it's the best thing for training it, for increased muscle mass, retention of muscle mass, these sorts of things that we've got naturally available. So why wouldn't you take it? Uh, the reason you wouldn't is because you're too obsessed with scale weight and you're like, oh, but, you know, aggressive cut, if you're trying to lose weight, there's a consideration there that I hope you now understand through my teachings. Young pad Padawan. Um, but yeah, like, take it, great. Keep your training up. Keep your strength up during an aggressive cut. Right, look at that. Powered through. There is no doubt in my mind. Ah, oh, there is some doubt, but I hope I've kept this relatively short, right? I really hope you've enjoyed this creatine series. Thank you so much for sharing um, my Instagram and Facebook posts around on this subject. The swipe throughs are all there that you can kind of have for sticking the podcast on your Instagram stories and, and everywhere else. It's really, really appreciated. It's been super cool doing this. I'm going to stop talking about creatine now and move on to other stuff. One one thing I have, I've had a lot of questions about MNU recently, and I have thought about doing one or two, or, or, or even just like, like three little five-minute episodes, answering some of those questions around MNU. So... Um, even even for people who are not um, wanting to do it, I've had questions. So I might do that. Um, obviously, we've got an intake of MNU coming up. Enrollment's open beginning of August for the September intake. We've obviously only got one a year. So I might do one again just as a little, um, I don't know. But anyway, 
The rest of you can look out for the Metabolic Rate series coming up. And as usual, all of the show notes, the, the re re references, links to research papers are on my website, martin-mcdonald.com forward slash whatever is it. This, this is like episode 37, is it? EP 37. And uh, please, if you haven't already, leave a review on iTunes. So nice that so many people have been doing that. It's uh, on my app anyway, podcast app. Uh, the podcast has been in like the top four to six iTunes nutrition podcast for a while now. So it's super cool to see it there. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. And uh, until my next time, much love.